Welcome to Travel First with Alex First. First up for my wife and my fifth full day in Moscow, we move from the beautiful and inviting Marriott Tverskaya Hotel to another of the 12 Marriott properties dotted around inner city Moscow. The choice is all but limitless. This time, we chose a courtyard Marriott, known to be perfect for the business traveller, but also catering for the tourists like my wife and I. It's called the Courtyard Moscow Pavlitskaya. That's P-A-V-E-L-E-T-S-K-A-Y-A. It's got a most appealing round shape with 171 rooms over 13 floors. Although you can actually book a room on the 14th floor. Like so many other hotels, for reasons of superstition, it does not have a 13th floor. The room we were in was particularly appealing in terms of its design, with a modern look and eye-pleasing light timber predominating. The Courtyard Moscow Pavlitskaya is not just comfortable, but perfectly positioned three minutes walk from the nearest metro station. So day five amongst the 13 million people who live in Moscow was one to probe a piece of Cold War Soviet history. We made our way to the site of Bunker 42, located behind a heavy green steel door in a small Moscow street. Built between 1950 and 54, the fortified facility, located 18 storeys and 65 metres below ground, was constructed after the United States invented the nuclear bomb. That's when the Soviet Union decided to protect themselves by creating not only this bunker, but their own bomb, on the instructions of Joseph Stalin. He was intent on protecting the country's leaders in the event of a nuclear attack. The site was chosen because it was close to the seat of power, the Kremlin, so Stalin and other members of the government could readily get to the bunker. Workers employed on the project had to construct the large facility without the knowledge of civilians or foreign intelligence. Thereafter, for three decades until 1986, Bunker 42 became the command centre for strategic bombers that had the ability to carry on-board nuclear weapons. Only once did the top brass gather to plot what to do in the event of a nuclear attack. That had to do with the Cuban Missile Crisis. For 2,200 rubles each, that's about 45 Australian dollars, we were given a 70-minute guided tour of the bunker, along with others who'd paid to be there. It looked and felt like we were stepping back in time, which of course we were, but it's hard to believe that such now highly outdated electronic equipment, as is on show here, was in use only a few decades back. In much of the facility, we were allowed to take photographs without the use of flash. But the exception was the room where operators had access to the panel that could trigger a nuclear detonation. While in the room, we were shown a grainy black and white film that revealed the utter devastation pressing that button could wreak. It was indeed, just as it should be, a sobering moment. You're listening to Travel First with Alex First. Bunker 42 is open from 10 in the morning to 9 each night. From there we walked about 5 kilometres to Arbat Street, or the Arbat, which is dotted with distinctive street lanterns and several notable statues. In the early 1980s it became the first pedestrian zone in the Soviet Union. The Arbat, which is about a kilometre long, has existed since at least the 15th century, which makes it one of the oldest surviving streets in the Russian capital. 
Originally, it formed part of an important trade route and was home to a large number of craftsmen. Today, it's dominated by street artists, souvenir shops, restaurants, cafes and bars. Now, here's an interesting little tidbit. Even though we're in Russia, if you're into American culture and you long for it, one that particularly stood out to me was the California Diner, which showcases 50s chic with a jukebox and movie memorabilia from the era liberally scattered throughout the two-storey eatery. It's been there for only a year. Looks remarkably authentic. As a mate of mine says, who would have thunk it? You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the full podcast at Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.